Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Yep. <laughs> Why do you insist in going quiet and awkwardly saying, <laughs> yep? Uh, you know. The sad part is it's still better than Connor, so I mean, like, what can I say? Uh, yeah, we talk about horror movies every week. Uh, we get together, uh, sometimes more than once per week, honestly. Uh, this is going to be about the movie called Bliss. Uh, the Joe, is it a soft G or a hard G on his uh, surname here? Is it Begos? I go or- hard. You go, so you go Bigos. Yeah. Bigos. It's either Bigos or Bijos. Uh, but Joel Bigos is uh, the director. He actually, he did, he, this came out in 2019. This is part of our 2019 catch-up. And then he also had another movie, at least in festivals, by the end of 2019. <laughs> so yeah. he was a busy, busy dude, uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I originally saw this as a, a, a double feature uh, with VFW. So yeah. I... I, I mean, I don't know exactly how it works. I assume this was something that was probably filmed a while ago and then maybe mm. as a smaller movie that just got a bigger release last year or something. Or I, I don't know exactly, but... Yeah, so this is a... Bless, this is kind of a vampire movie, I guess. I'll, I'll, is how I'll, I'll just briefly describe <laughs> it. We'll start spoiler-free, of course. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. This is a very hypnotic, uh, stylistic film about a, a struggling artist named Desi, and she is trying to finish this big painting, this big piece that she's selling off to an art gallery, uh, but she's like having a, a lack of inspiration. But seemingly, whenever she does a lot of drugs, uh, including this really extreme stuff called Diablo, which they later refer to as Bliss, uh, she seems to like just magically paint stuff and not even realize what she's doing, um, and ultimately ends up kind of maybe becoming a vampire is <laughs> uh, details and spoilers but that is the gist of bliss this was one that i was uh, looking forward to checking out because i'd heard some things about it just from various podcasts and the but the buzz on the yep. internet that it was uh, maybe the sort of thing that i should check out uh, so i, I when, you know, when we're, we're sort of putting the schedule together for this couple of months and lead up to the end of march when we're doing our top 10 best and worst of 2019 this was one that I, I felt the need to really make sure we had time to fit in uh, so we'll find out if it actually you know, I feel that way after watching it, I suppose. Uh, but Tim, did you yep. enjoy Bliss? Uh, I, I do. Uh, I actually like it quite a bit. I don't know if I go as far to say that I love it. Because um, there is some stuff that uh, are the kind of things that usually irk me in other movies. And I think uh in in this uh some stuff maybe gets a little bit more of a pass because it is shot really well you know the performances are good and it like you said it is kind of like hypnotic like it it does suck you in um so maybe i'm able to overlook some of the stuff but like yeah there's kind of things that usually annoy me like uh like i love monsters so like if i you know uh want to see a vampire movie or something like i actually want to see like vampires you know like sometimes it kind of annoys me when stuff is like this when it's like uh it's like yeah well it's kind of a vampire but i don't know kind of not really you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. it's uh it's kind of a weird thing to to explain but i think like you understand like you know when you see the movie but um again though it's like uh it, it works uh in this version and i think uh you know, Joe's like a really good director. Um, and, you know, I, I saw this and then um, his other movie, VFW, which I guess we probably won't do on the show because it's not really horror. It's like uh, a 
I mean, there's mutant punks. I'm I'm willing to yeah. stretch it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm I'm totally down to do it because I you know enjoyed it quite a bit. Spoiler alert, but uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't necessarily classify it as horror, but it definitely has like the kind of like aesthetic that most horror uh, lovers would like. But I mean, um, it's one of those weird movies where you could argue it's either streams or the ace and. It's, it's sure. arguably it's not one that really falls directly into either it's right in the middle between them uh yeah so i mean we'll see <laughs> but yes. yeah uh I, I was looking forward to checking this out um i didn't really know a whole lot about it uh going in i just i i'd heard maybe some of the, the stylistic ideas uh it's very colorful uh, there's a lot of synth music uh and i said hypnotic because you know that sort of combines to give you this kind of like you know, there's a, there's a lot of shots of like LA at night time and like yeah. feeling kind of ethereal and and all these things. Um, I I would say I'm kind of on the same boat as you, where I like it a fair bit. I, I want to love it unconditionally, and I can't quite go that far because there's, there's just there's a few things that don't quite click. There's definitely some some pacing early on where. It, it, it like there's, there's a couple of sections of the film where it feels like it's spinning its wheels a little bit. And it's only eighty minutes long. Uh, yeah. But when it does go crazy, when it does go full on, like we're doing the stuff, we're we're going to do what yeah. we're here to do, it tends to go into eleven, and you know, it goes up to eleven, and is yeah. and is basically fantastic when it does that stuff. And I do like that it keeps it fairly simple. I, I'm glad that it doesn't try to overcomplicate itself. Uh, I, and this is weird to say this when it's again an eighty minute movie, but I almost think if you shave like fifteen minutes off of this, and I know it's only it'll only be sixty five <laughs> minutes long, I realize that that's really short, but. <laughs> Honestly, that may be like the the best thing for sure. it, uh, or or maybe like yeah. develop some other things you can do that would add to it more than say maybe some of the stuff early on. Because you know we get the idea pretty quickly that she's a struggling artist and that she's yeah. got an addiction problem where she's constantly taking various drugs, drinking booze, like she's constantly uh, under the influence of something. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, it's it, it totally works for the story they're telling, but just like as a preference, like I don't know, like I I don't like characters that are just like constantly yelling and stuff and sure. you know and it, and it seems like i really do like uh you know this character and uh you know the actress i think is like really good performance but uh it's like most of the lines are her like you know yelling at someone and being like come on man or like you know f you like shut up like um but it, it's just kind of like a not usually not like the kind of thing i like to see like from my main character but um yeah, I, I don't know if maybe we got to see more of I wonder, her when she's like not at that level. If it would be better, I wonder if it almost goes a little bit too against the rest of the tone of the movie. And by that, I mean you've got all these like all this synth music because there's some quiet moments where it's just a synth playing and it's kind of like ethereal and whatever. And I wonder if all the yelling just feels like out of tone with the the stylistic sort of techniques of the rest of the film to have all this yeah. like constant f-bombing and like yelling at each other I, I think the main actress is really good i agree with that i do think some of the side characters are a little bit uh less good <laughs> in terms of their performances sure. <laughs> uh that said it was a weird surprise seeing norm from cheers just randomly yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a small role i was like hey norm uh so you know that was fun uh, yeah. but like I, you know, so I, you know, I like what the movie's doing in terms of what its themes. Like, I, you know, it, the movie's about addiction, uh, first and foremost, and kind of like the, 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 the bloodlust, if you will. I, I hate yeah. to use that word, because uh, Arrow has ruined it for me. But, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but like that, that being like just the, the sort of like the idea that you should keep going for bigger things, you know, stronger uh, substances and the, the blood is kind of the strongest. Like that, that's an interesting take. 
yeah. on, on the vampire mythos. And then the other big theme in this movie, of course, is this idea that, and I think maybe even the more, I mean, I think that one's more surface level, but perhaps the bigger one in terms of actually driving the story is the idea that she's an artist and to create her art, this is what she has to put herself through to actually unlock that artistic like yeah. i don't know demon or vision inside of her and you know because it becomes like a running theme where she seems like she keeps blacking out on like drugs or booze and when she wakes up she's like done a little bit more of her painting and you know it's, it's sort yeah. of taking shape over the course of the movie um and i was wondering if you know the way she's like you know the, the way she's treating people around her the way she you know eventually is kind of murderous and all these other things like it was almost this idea of the, the the troubled artist, like what they do to themselves and everyone around them in order to get themselves into like a headspace where they can finally unleash that creative beast. And <laughs> like you know, I, I was almost reading the movie as a metaphor for being an artist, and maybe that's a very personal thing for the director uh, and being a director and like trying to like pour himself into a project and what that takes out of someone and yada yada yada. Like I, I think that's a big part of this movie, and I like that element. Um, no, I. Th- but yeah. I, yeah, I think that's like a very interesting idea and like um you know, it kind of reminds me of like uh you know, Stephen King when he you know, uh in, in his earlier books when he's like really into like alcohol and like cocaine and stuff and uh I, I think uh, the one he always mentions is Cujo. He doesn't even remember writing like at all. <laughs> Which is just like um yeah, and I think like with you know, like artists, um there is that fear of all right, yeah, if I if I'm good and I'm doing this stuff, you know, while I'm writing or painting or whatever, uh if I stop, will I still be good? Uh and uh, yeah, I'm seeing a lot too like with a lot of like, you know, uh comedians and you know cuz I, I you know, I have a lot of friends that do comedy and stuff and like you know, sometimes uh you know, if like someone like, you know, uh drinks a lot or something, then you know, they want to quit, but it's like, oh, but will I still be funny? Like, you know, will I still be able to go on stage and you know, it's and the answer is almost always like, yeah, uh, you don't need that stuff. Like you, you still have talent, <laughs> you know, it's, um, but I do d- definitely understand that fear of, uh, like, oh, um, no, I, I need this, uh, for my art to be good. And, uh, yeah, that's another really interesting, um, you know, thing that they put in there. Like, I like the, uh, <clears throat> the, like, a uh, um, set piece of the painting and getting to see it as it progresses throughout the movie. And, uh, so yeah, that was a cool touch. Yeah, I, I, I think that part of it works fairly well. Is it, it feels like it's just slightly short, though, of really kind of becoming this kind of little, like, gem of a movie that really kind of nails, mm. like, this artistic side of it. Like, I, it feels like it's emulating a lot of other movies, right? There's, there's, I mean, I've, I've seen people compare it to Driller Killer in a weird way, and it's been such a, <laughs> lo- it's been such a long time since I've seen that movie that I can't really speak on that. Um, I'm mm. sure we'll do it in the show at some point, but, <laughs> like, I... I I think it is emulating a lot of stuff that obviously uh, uh, Bigos you know grew up with and you know it likes from the past and the I, what's kind of funny is the the thing that it reminds me of um, I, I can't really give like maybe a, a specific example but like less horror movies and more of like it kind of like the slacker movies from like uh, the 90s uh, you know like movies that would just kind of be about like young people um you know just like doing their thing and like you you know taking drugs and drinking and and trying to get by uh you know like uh again i can't really think of uh specific examples off the top of my head but you know like those kind of like indie movies Uh. like talking about that um i got more of like a a feel for that versus like a you know specific horror movies or anything 
Yeah, it feels like it is paying a lot of homage to, to various things. And, you know, I, I do think it kind of does come off a little bit... I don't want to say hollow, because that's, that's not very fair. There is some stuff here that I, I, I gives it some merit, but it, there, there is something about it that it just feels like it's not quite clicking completely. You know, a, a lot of it works really well. And there's moments in this movie, you know, when the more murderous horror stuff starts happening, like, a lot of that stuff actually looks... In, feels really cool and it's like yeah. oh this is quite unique and like i'm like oh this is kind of great and i'm kind of into this and yeah. but the gore's really good it's very visceral very in your face and but there's definitely moments where there'll be a montage of you know uh, uh at a party with like these friends and the montage will go on for like five ten minutes and it'll yeah. be it'll be shots of her you know drinking and doing drugs over and over again and then eventually some sex stuff but it just it felt like it went on forever and i'm like oh, i get it <laughs> like she's she's yeah. spending the night doing all this stuff i get it and like uh and some of the stuff that's like hard with that is like um you know i i find like a lot of the people you know that she's like interacting with and stuff like to be really not likable and um and again you know it's probably the point of the movie you know, i'm assuming that you're not really supposed to you know like a lot of these people but um yeah that you know they're all very like hipstery and kind of like complaining about stuff and like making fun of people uh uh-huh. you know talking shit so it is uh you know it, it kind of works for like the you know people they're trying to show you in the movie but it's, it's also not people that necessarily like, want to spend a lot of time with yeah, there's not really anyone likable in the movie. Even even Deza isn't that likable, really, once she gets going. Like, she, she becomes a very yeah. angry person. She's swearing at everyone. Uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a scene where... Because she's a fairly accomplished artist. She's done, like, magazine covers and stuff. And I think it's, like, a comic book nerd that comes up to her at one point in the movie. There's, like, a, a random scene where oh, yeah. this guy comes up and says, oh, I've got your cover for this, this comic book, and he's trying to be, like, nice, and he's kind of nervous, and she's just kind of, like, F off. Like, I can't deal with you right now and yeah. you know he, he you know he kind of gets mad and says f you and walks away and uh like you know it's, even she doesn't really have a lot of likable qualities once it gets going and i i, I think that's kind of the point of the movies like this like you know trap she goes into uh of you know tr- you know finding her passion and finding what makes her sure. art tick but it, it's never fulfilling it's never something she's like a aware of or b like happy about once it's happening it's yeah. it's almost like you know whenever like it comes up again you know our agent or whoever like sees the painting and she doesn't look like she's proud of it she's just kind of like yeah it's happening so leave me alone yeah. and I'll do it you know like it feels like she's lost the love of what she actually does and now it is just this weird burden that she can only like get through with yeah. you know so then th- th- that's where I kind of think the addiction stuff kind of comes into it as well as just being this is what she goes through to actually unleash her art uh, yeah. so there's those both those sides there that really work and treating the blood like an addiction as well um and i've seen that done in, you know there's even a movie in the 90s which we've not done yet called the addiction which is a again another sort of uh, shall we say classy vampire movie where you know instead of doing the, the traditional vampire stuff it's more of a, a sort of real world indie movie kind of vibe that does it um and that's christopher walken in a small role uh uh lolly oh what's her name the mum from the conjuring she used the main character in it uh okay but like i i feel like this is it's kind of it feels kind of in between sometimes a couple of things but there's there's a lot of moments in here that i really like and yeah. i I wish the whole thing clicked together i i wish you know when she's I, I wish the moment where she kind of fully goes like vampire like i wish that felt like a bigger deal to me when it happens because it feels like it should yeah. and it doesn't quite get there but there's, the moments that happen after are really good and then there's some moments that happen towards the end that are truly insane 
Um, yeah. and I, I, and I do wonder, like, because I, I was thinking as I was watching it that, like, you know, there's like, oh, there's enough room in here. Like, is, is any of this really happening? Is this just all in her head? Is this, this just all kind of her going crazy on the drugs and like seeing this in her head? And like, I, I don't think it's actually that ambiguous by the time it gets to the end what the answer to that is. Sure. But like, I there was a moment where I was thinking, oh, maybe it's just kind of it's just there and. Uh, this is what our head puts us puts herself through internally, uh, you know, to get to that that final artistic, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> push, yeah, like that final artistic creation, you know, that completing yeah. it and having it on show for the world. Uh, but you know, it, it never feels like she's happy about what she does. She doesn't seem to be happy. She's an artist. She doesn't seem to care about her art. Is is uh, even from the the very start, it's this burden on her. Uh, so, which is interesting coming, you know, from a director who presumably loves making movies and makes movies because he wants to make sure. movies. So, uh, it's an interesting thing to go there. But I, I guess maybe that's the point is that maybe it was an addiction, just like everything else in her life. And that's why it's become kind of toxic to her because it's just something she feels she needs to get done uh, as opposed yeah. to something where she actually likes doing it. Um, but hey, uh, so... I guess we'll give the spoiler warning so we can talk about all the, the crazier moments. Uh, so uh, before we do that, though, I will just take this time to thank our patron producers for the month. So thank you to David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess. Uh, they're all patrons at $20 or above, which makes them patron producers. But you can support us, of course, on patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month. And that $1 will get you access to a bonus exclusive episode every single month. There's a whole back catalogue now you can check out. Uh, the most recent stuff we did was The Fanatic, which was not even really a horror movie, but it was such a crazy film that we had to do it. Uh, but, you know, we've done a bunch of different various things in there. Uh, some notables may include The Invisible Maniac. Uh, was the, <laughs> the first ever one we did. And then uh, we had some other gems along the way. Uh, Rawhead Rex was one episode and a few other ones. So uh, go check those out. There's a few other things you get the $1 tier. The $5 tier, you get early access to a couple of our episodes uh per month uh, by a week although we're actually thinking of testing a, a new system where all episodes are a day early on patreon instead uh but that's uh, the five dollar tier and you can also get access to voting rates at the five dollar tier we get to vote and uh, between four films every month uh for the, the voted for episodes so go and have a look see if you're interested and all that support does help keep the show coming and keep all the content coming uh and all the rest of it so thank you very much uh, and we'll well yeah so spoilers spoilers for bliss from this point on so I will say the violence in this is pretty good. Like when yeah. when she goes vampire, anyway, at first it's just like cause she, because the first time something happens, it's kind of vampire esque. It's you know it's about halfway through the movie, and she spent this this delirious night with her friend. Uh, let me just get her name, uh, Courtney, mm-hmm. and then her boyfriend Ronnie. They end up having a threesome at the end of the night. And they're 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 doing drugs and drinking all night. It's like like I said, it's one of those montages that went on really really long for me. But it's the second time that they're together, and they're introducing her to some I don't know, dealer art dealer or something. And they're in the bathroom, and she's kind of throwing up. And this other random woman comes into the bathroom, and Courtney uh, bites her in the neck, and it's like, oh, this is like okay, so. I guess she's a vampire then. I guess that's what we're doing. Or at least that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like from her perspective, for, for, for Desi's perspective. And yeah. she feels like crap the next day and she she's aware that she's kind of craving blood and she's trying to like avoid it and she's trying to like take more drugs because that seems to curb the the desire a little bit. You know, she, she distracts her. And the big scene where she really loses it 
is she's at the dealer's house, the drug dealer's house, who is a relatively friendly guy, and uh, that's where Norm from Cheers and a couple other old guys are playing cards. <laughs> and basically, uh, what two of the guys have a bit of a fight, and the drug dealer steps in to break it up, and he gets elbowed in the face, and it breaks his nose. And blood starts coming out of his nose. And it's like a dog who smells raw meat. She just kind of like... <laughs> and she runs up and bites his face and starts drinking his blood. What I love about how she like uh, drinks blood from people is some of them actually feel very inventive. Uh, one of them here, she stabs in the eye and then just sort of opens her mouth as the blood squirts out of the eye. It's yeah. actually really... I mean, disgusting, but also kind of awesome. Uh, yeah. My favorite one by far, though, is the, the actual boyfriend... Uh, who, when he comes over to see how she is, you know he he's starting to really grow concerned that she she's being really out of it and like blacking out more and more uh, when the painting's being done. He comes over and he like basically she she snaps at him, <laughs> no pun intended, and then snaps mm-hmm. his neck. But she snaps it back the way, right? She sort of snaps his neck back and it opens mm-hmm. his his neck like actually like not all the way off, but it comes like half off and his head's like dangling back the way down his back. Um, when that happens, blood squirts starts squirting out of his neck, and she kind of just goes like that and just like starts letting it, it's like, like a water fountain, you know, like a drinking fountain, and she starts like just drinking the blood out of his neck that way. And I'm like, whoa, this is gruesome as shit. Uh, but it's kind of awesome, right? All, all these yeah. all these bloody vampire moments are actually really violent and really it's, visceral. Yeah, it, it's it's so funny because it really does feel like two different movies. Because one, it does seem like is just a you know, like indie, you know, kind of like more classy, like movie just about <laughs> like, you know, an artist and her addiction. But then, yeah, there are these moments where it kicks into like, you know, something you'd see in like, you know, Evil Dead or something where it's like these really over the top moments. But there's they're really well done and very gory and cool. And I um yeah, I forget if it was George Went or one of the other like older people. But like, I'm, you know, one point she's just like you know ripping someone's like arm flesh like off uh-huh. and it's like you know stretching and breaking and it, and it really does look cool and and I, I think like a lot of times too like the <clears throat> you know the colors uh like will look really cool like you know you see like a lot of like reds and stuff uh i think especially during like these chaotic scenes that yeah make it look really nice yeah she she base off fingers she she you know like just bites various things snaps various things it's it's all very snappy and like and, and then it gets even weirder because you know eventually uh like because I, I thought the reason why well, part of the reason why i thought she was this was maybe all not happening is because after she snapped her boyfriend's neck eventually because she she wakes up nude a lot in the movie every time she's black she blacks out she wakes up nude and we kind of see at the end why well maybe not why but we, at least we see that when she goes into these trances when she's painting she does strip down when she does it but uh, there's like a scene towards the end after she's like killed the boyfriend where he's kind of crawling after her and like talking to her which is mm-hmm. impossible because his neck was like snapped back the way mm-hmm. and I thought oh, maybe, well, maybe this is just all in her head and that's why he's still technically alive because he's just you know it's just, you know not real uh, but then it turns out that because she bit him or she drank from mm-hmm. him uh, and didn't like destroy the heart he's actually becoming a vampire so he's healing essentially yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's actually eventually Courtney who cut- shows up and like stabs him in the heart uh presumably with wood although it's honestly hard to tell uh yeah and says oh no you have to you know destroy the heart you know and you know and she mentions that you've got blood in you from both our kind and their kind so i don't know who else she bit that has vampire blood in her uh mm. from before but uh basically he uh like instead of dusting you know the hit television show 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> uh, or classic vampire stuff with the turn to dust, uh, he like melts. And this actually is funny you brought up Evil Dead because this felt like you know how at the end of the original Evil Dead movie when the deadites melt, it's like it's like a play doh oh, effect. Yeah, yeah. This mm. felt like that, but with proper effects where they actually sort of yeah. melt into liquid. <laughs> Um, it yeah. it looked it actually honestly looked pretty cool uh, and unique. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I was getting into that. They end up fighting uh, her and Courtney because she doesn't want to be like a full full on vampire at first. Mm. And then Courtney's pissed at her because she's been killing people left or right, uh, and it's not a buffet. You have to be smarter than this. Because well, because Courtney's a very frustrating character though because she keeps not returning her calls and she keeps being mm. and every time Desi goes to see her and she's with uh, uh, Ronnie the boyfriend they're both sitting there with sunglasses on and they're just picking up being yeah. douchey it's like a whole thing, um, but I guess the implication is that the reason why they've not been speaking to her for the last three months is because that's when they became vampires and they've been mm-hmm. I don't know, doing vampire things <laughs> in the last three months uh, but they have a fight at the end uh, and Desi kills Courtney because she knows how to stab her now although this is after a lot of clawing and biting uh, and like she, she literally rips out like a chunk of her neck at one point like a bit of flesh because yeah. actually well, I don't know who it was she did this to but she ripped out the chunk of someone with her teeth and like I think it was of a neck because part of the the shirt collar uh, came with it, and she spat this like the bit of fabric oh, yeah. from the shirt collar. She spat back out afterwards. It's those details that really make it pop, you yeah. know. Like it's those little things that really make it work. Yeah, no, like yeah, all that stuff is really cool. Um, I mean, like I, I don't know for a while too. Like, did you think that like the drug bliss had something to do with it? Yeah, because, well, I mean, that's partly why I thought it wasn't real. I thought maybe this is just this extreme drug that's, like, you know, yeah. t- you know, stronger than everything else. Um, and, yeah, maybe maybe that's what's made them vampires or something. You know, it's not traditional vampires in that sense. But uh, everything with Courtney at the end where she's talking about, oh, no, you have to kill the heart, you know, you made yeah. them this way. Or, like, everything at the end kind of confirms, no, this is really a vampire-like disease. And the very mm-hmm. ending as well, like, presumably she was, like, actually still part transform, tra- you know, she was in the process of transforming over a few days because the end of the movie is her uh, exploding because she gets hit by sunlight, <laughs> even though <Yeah. laughs> when she was already, like, craving blood, she was out in the sun multiple was, times. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but the end of the movie is she finally finishes her painting and then the sun hits her, because uh, we get this big montage at the end where she's like sort of stripped down, she's sort of dancing topless and painting as she's doing it, and like it's 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 very ethereal. It works, and the sun's slowly mm-hmm. rising, and then she pops and just blows up uh, into a big pool of blood. Uh, and the final paintings of herself, because the first thing we see in the painting when it's being done, because there's a sort of red cloud effect to it that's always there, but it's like people at the bottom sort of like holding their hands up as if they're worshiping something. But then she keeps adding more people, and it's like a dress being formed out of people. Uh, yeah. and then eventually she's like the one wearing the dress and she's at the top of the painting um and, and it all, the visual it all looks like very demonic and like hellish and yeah i mean the visual yeah. image here for the metaphor is quite straightforward it's, it's, it's all mm. these people clawing at her to, to get to her uh, demanding yeah. of her time and this you know this represents her agent who's demanding that her art be done uh the person mm. who runs the gallery who's demanding her painting uh her the landlord, landlord that wants the rent who and, wants the rent yeah. uh you know her you know the fans who want to talk to her if i had to initially lean into that a bit more it was because we only had one scene of a fan coming up to her yeah uh but it was it was this idea of everyone wanting a piece of her right so that's another you know metaphor for the the the, the, the artist right is that everyone wants mm-hmm. a piece of what she's doing 
Um, yeah. I mean, you know, because we get that scene where the the agent comes by because the agent dumps her at the start of the movie, and when he mm-hmm. finds out there's actually a painting been done because the the other person comes to see it and obviously told him, he comes by and says, "Ah, oh, no, you know, I just wanted to get you motivated. Obviously, I'm still your agent. I'll take my ten yeah. percent." <laughs> and she's like, "No, f off! Like you, you, you left me. You get nothing." Uh, but you know, so I, I think that again adds. And so I think the core things that it's doing to to build this story that it's telling about the struggling artist, about the pressure she's feeling, and also the addiction um, of of everything she, she's doing. And maybe the art itself was an addiction. Like all these things do fit together very nicely. I just kind of wish I liked her as a person more, so that I was rooting for her yeah. a little bit more, and that the other characters weren't so annoying. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Because some of them yeah. are. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of yeah what what it's missing. Because um, uh, and again, it's like you know, no knock to the uh, actress or anything. Like she does like a great job. It's just that it, it seems like there's only two things she ever really does. Like she's either like you know telling someone to f off or trying to figure out what's going on with her. So you know, there's like a lot of like scenes of her like frantically running around, being like what's going on and stuff. And it's just um, yeah, I think I kind of tired after a while. But. yeah like i don't mean not liking the main character necessarily but like sure i don't think like if you don't have something that we can root for in the main character you have to have something else that's more in- that's interesting and fascinating and i don't know if she ever quite has that she never quite has that you know like, it's not like i root for henry and henry a portrait of a serial killer but <laughs> it's so fascinating to watch this guy's mind work you know and she isn't she isn't that you know um she's not like it's just missing that spark i guess uh which is a shame <laughs> but that, that would put it into great territory and i don't think it quite makes yeah. it there and you know if that sounds like we've been negative it's, it's just because you know we think it's actually really good it's just mm. it's missing that extra spark to really put it over the edge i just you know how people have been like doing those tweets where it's like 10 movies to get to know me mm-hmm. just imagine you putting like henry <laughs> portrait of a serial killer as like number one <laughs> I, I did that. I answered that tweet, and no, I did not put Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I put 10 of my favorite movies. Uh, but no, like it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I definitely agree with you. It's, um, yeah, I hope it's not coming off as too negative because I think this is definitely a, a very interesting movie. It's one that, you know, people should see. Um, it's, you know, pretty easy to get right now. I'm not sure if a physical edition is out yet, but I know one is coming and uh, it, it's, you know, available to stream on Shutter um so i would definitely highly recommend it uh because it is uh you know I, I think this is an interesting filmmaker um who yeah I, i'm i'm definitely liking what he's doing it's just uh like you said it's not all quite there like there's so many good pieces in place and so much stuff and uh and again you know kind of I, I think you know our gripes are mostly with like story stuff and character stuff but uh all the technical stuff I, again like you know the you know the way it's filmed and shot and the music and stuff is all really good yeah um, I, I mean it's it's mostly the script i guess we're complaining about and maybe yeah. to an extent some of the side performances but uh, it's the script I, I think the direction is really good and it makes me excited yeah. to check out vfw and check out other stuff that he does in the future yeah. like I, I think you know on that side of things i'm i'm, I'm game and, and and even the script, like when we say, you know, it's like we're saying that it's like bad. It's just maybe missing a few things or maybe, you know, uh, some tweaks would have made it a little just, bit yeah. uh, up our alley more. Just a little bit better developed. Um, yeah. And there's definitely some of those side characters that just kind of disappear halfway throughout the movie. Like the, the agent and the uh, the person who owns the gallery just kind of disappear. 
and I was expecting them to get killed. You know, I was I was expecting some proper murder scenes or something, but yeah. it never really kind of. Or even the landlord, the landlord didn't get killed. I don't think either. I don't. I don't believe so. And yeah. then, uh, and then even like you know, like the shitty boyfriend or whatever. It's it's uh, he's a guy that you kind of you know pretty easily forget about until he pops up. Like I, I yeah. feel like that with like a lot of the characters. Like there isn't too many people <clears throat> that are like super memorable until you see him again like once yeah, you see him you're and, like oh yeah that's right like and it's kind of weird with him because at first you're thinking right okay he's kind of a shitty boyfriend and they're kind of setting up at the start but then she immediately like cheats on him by having a threesome with other people and it's like well okay <laughs> everyone, everyone's just kind of shitty i guess <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh you know so like it like yeah i, I think I just, it needed that extra little hook i think stylistically it's doing a lot of great things and i, I yeah. almost wonder if like, there shouldn't have been as much talking in this i i, I almost wonder sure. given the type of music and the sort of visual style it has like i almost think if you cut out a lot of the dialogue and just have it happen through like glances and looks and have it just be mostly visual acting i feel like it may benefit this it may make it a bit more just a bit more serene and uh like imagine you just take out a lot of her yelling at people and just have that and and replace it with her just staring at them instead like she's kind of out of it or you know i I, you know it's just something different yeah and i think maybe one of the reasons why it seems like there maybe was a lot of yelling is because a lot of the scenes take place at like parties and bars Mm -hmm. and stuff so yeah there's a lot of places that are just naturally like noisy and, and loud and kind of feels like a you know a noisy movie which again though you know it fits like the location and stuff that it you know uh that it's at but uh i don't know this feels like a a, a movie or it reminds me more of like being in, in your 20s like i because i can totally see myself at like you know some of these parties and like bars and stuff uh you know when i was younger and, and stuff but now that i'm an old man in his 30s i was like i just want a nice quiet home uh, <laughs> evening at home you know like uh i don't want to go out to these like parties I, I... all night <laughs> I never had an age where I wanted to do any of this. That's all. That's that's always <laughs> like a nightmare to me. Too loud. Lots of people. No, 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 no. I want none of it. It's all awful. It's all awful. Uh, but hey, <laughs> what you want from me, Tim? All right. Uh, so I mean, that's pretty much bliss. It's a pretty straightforward. Uh, well, I mean, it's not straightforward, but like, you know, it's, it's like it's it's pretty simple in its ideas i guess uh but it's done it's executed very well in terms of its, its technical qualities and how it looks how it feels how it sounds uh just just wish i had that extra spark but hey uh, i guess we're at the point now we're going to rate the movie tim uh what are you going to give bliss out of uh, 10 uh i'll give it a i think a 7.5 um yeah because it, it's just short of being the you know like seven is like you know good pretty good and then you know eight is like when it starts to be like you know maybe maybe not as high as amazing but that's when you start to be like oh man i really love this and i I always um, think about eight means great nine means amazing yeah yeah, that's good um so yeah i i think really good but i I mean again not to you know (laughs) beat beat a point to death but uh yeah yeah, it's just shy of you know being that little bit uh extra but yeah still good that's fair i'm gonna go with a seven i think uh, it is good, but it does need just a little bit more work in the script. Uh, you know, and I, I love that you can you can take it you can you can take the whole thing as kind of an analogy rather than literal. You know, you can take her exploding at the end when the sunlight hits her as like 
you know like okay. it's not that she's literally a person she, she is the creative monster that's made in the in the yeah. uh, you know through creating a piece of art she is the monster that becomes into existence because she needs to exist so that's why when the art is finished she blows up because her yeah. her existence is now complete she's not needed anymore like you can look at it like that if you want to, you know, maybe be a bit more artsy farsy about it, and I think there's maybe some merit to that, but uh, you know, it looks good, it sounds good, yada yada yada, all that stuff, but uh, it's maybe just missing that little something to put it over the edge. So I'm going to go seven out of ten. But I mean, obviously, I mean, I feel like there's 2019 when we get to our top ten, it, it, there's been a lot of stuff in kind of in this range where there's been a lot of like not quite great, but uh, you know, interesting. So uh, I'm interested to put that list together and see <laughs> see where this kind of falls, but. Uh, there you go. That is uh, that is bliss. Uh, we'll still have one or two more twenty nineteen catch up maybe to get to before we do our our top tens. Uh, that's both top ten and worst ten of twenty nineteen, uh, which we're aiming to do at the end of March. So uh, look forward to that. Now we record we're recording this you know sometime in the middle of February. Uh, so this may actually be mid March by the time you get this. So <laughs> that may be coming up very soon. But uh, look forward uh, to that. So yeah, uh, this has been Screws After Bidding. Let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at Screams Midnight if you want to give us, you know, uh, some opinions and stuff. Uh, you get channel updates over there and Tim being a fool and promoting Dr. Pepper uh, for some reason. <laughs> so uh, that is... A, Dr. Pepper. It's the official drink of the show. I hate Dr. Pepper. How dare you? So... <laughs> uh, the bubbles hurt your throat. <laughs> what that's sharp <laughs> so yes check out Askers Midnight and we mentioned earlier patreon.com slash TV. you can support us financially over there for as little as a dollar uh, you can support us for free of course uh, by rating the podcast and Apple Podcast give us five stars and a review it helps us out a lot more people find us that way uh, and of course if you want to send in questions and we've not started doing questions yet we might start doing it on the news portions of the show if we get a few questions in from time to time but you can send questions to mftvquestions at gmail.com uh, just put in the, the, the you know the in the topic just put it that it's for streams after midnight so we know what it's for and uh, you can send your questions there but uh, that has been Bliss on Screams After Midnight uh, do check out other content that we do uh, the sci-fi movie podcast the atomic cinema experiment that I do with Tara uh, maybe worth checking out and up your alley uh, but uh, go have a look at that uh, but that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time <laughs>